What is up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Virtual Escape Podcast, formerly known as the Virtual Athlete Podcast. I will cover that in just a minute. As always, the podcast is brought to you by my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash snagglej, with live sports gaming action every Wednesday and Sunday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Head on over to twitch.tv slash snagglej and join the Snaggle Club. So that's right, folks. After a couple of week hiatus, we are back with a bit of a rebrand for our eighth episode. Um, I'm really enjoying doing the show, but I've wanted to branch out a little bit and talk about more things than sports gaming. We've kind of done that already a little bit. Um, we've covered some topics on the podcast that are not exclusively sports gaming related. I have some episodes coming up in the weeks to come that I've really been looking forward to doing uh, with some special guests. Um, I'm not going to really reveal. We're still trying to lock down some times and stuff for some recordings, but we do have some special guests coming up in some future episodes. Uh, and it's not really going to be that sports gaming related. We're still going to cover a lot of sports gaming things here on the podcast, but I've decided to rebrand a little bit um, and go from virtual athlete to virtual escape, uh, which I really think is a catchy name. I'm not going to lie. Uh, we all use video games as a little bit of an escape from reality. Um, and what better episode to be the first in the virtual escape line than an episode that will be completely dedicated to my thoughts, opinions, and experiences with Rockstar's new Cadillac of a game, 2018 Game of the Year finalist, Red Dead Redemption 2. Now, full disclosure, if you don't read the podcast description before listening, which I know none of you do, there will be spoilers in this episode. Not extremely in-depth spoilers, because as of the time of me recording this podcast, I have not completed the main story. So I cannot spoil the main story. Uh, in fact, I'm only at the beginning of chapter four, um, so I really can't spoil anything beyond that. But I will be talking about some things that have happened in my playthrough of the game that you may find spoiler-ish. Air quotes, you've been warned. So... I'm about 45% completion into Red Dead 2. And as someone who has not really been a Red Dead fanboy, I did not play Red Dead Revolver. I didn't play the original Red Dead Redemption until several years after it came out. And I think I only played it for a short amount of time. Um... I was really excited for Red Dead 2, uh, mostly because I've been yearning to get back into story-based immersive games. Um, I said on Twitter just today that playing Red Dead 2 has reminded me of all the good times I had with Witcher 3, which is one of my top five games of all time. And Skyrim, which is my favorite game of all time. It reminds me of, of, of how I used to feel 
when I played those games. Now, I'm in a much different point in my life now than I was in 2011 when Skyrim came out. I have two children instead of one. And, you know, they are a little older and require things like assistance with their homework. And basically, seven years later, the time I have to dedicate to playing video games is less. So I've tended to avoid larger RPG type games because I just don't feel like I ever have the time commitment to complete them. Um, A perfect example of that will be Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which I bought. uh, I did not buy it until Christmas of 2017 um, when I picked up the Switch. And um, I picked up Zelda on a Boxing Day sale. And I've played probably 40 to 50 hours in it, but I haven't touched it in months and I have a long way to go. And, you know, it just didn't really grip me and life gets in the way and games get in the way. But as I was discussing on stream this past Sunday, I've really started making a greater effort to play games off stream. I stream my two days a week. Sunday nights, we always stream franchise right now. That's Madden. Wednesday night, I've been I've been sticking to more sports games. This week, we're going to be playing MLB The Show. Um, but I've been making a conscious effort to play more games off stream that are just for me and for my mental psyche and to just escape without having, and this is going to sound bad, but without having the, the pressures and the interactiveness and the monitoring of the chat. I just like to be able to turn it on, put my headphones in and play. And that in no way demeans the people who tune into my stream or the chat, but it's different. It's different when you're playing a game on stream. So I have primarily played the majority of my Red Dead playthrough off stream. We played about five hours of it online or on stream on the day it came out. I streamed it one other time for a couple of hours. But the majority of my playthrough has been played off stream and the it has taken a hold of my being i don't want to put it down at the end of the night when it's time to go to bed now i do have at 36 almost 37 years old i have finally developed a little bit of self-control when it comes to being able to turn a game off at 12 30 and be like, I have to go to bed. I have to be up in six hours for work. I have generated a little bit of that self-control. But man, oh man, it is hard. Red Dead Redemption 2 is probably the most immersive, living, breathing world that has ever been created in a video game. Everything is going on when you're not there. People remember you when you return to towns. You can spend three hours playing blackjack or poker or five-finger filet, and the time just melts away. Even the little things, like the little side games, like the you know the various card games and dominoes, they're, they're, they're very well done. They could have made a game 
for $20, which was just playing poker, blackjack, five-finger filet, uh, what else? Dominoes. And that could have been a game, and it would have been awesome. It's that well done. There is just so much going on in the world. There is so much to do. There is so much to see. The game itself, I mean, everyone who has played this game has had that moment early on when you notice the snow physics. When you're going through the tutorial-style linear missions at the beginning of the game that gets you used to the controls and things. The snow physics are amazing. I have kind of forgotten about the snow physics. And last night I was playing and I decided to um, explore a little more of the western side of the map, kind of north of Strawberry to pick up a bounty that was there. And then I came back down through Strawberry and I proceeded all the way back to the original little snowy settlement where you started the game through the tutorial-based linear missions um, and found Flacco Hernandez and did a few things in the mountains. I had kind of forgotten about the snow physics. And man, oh man, it didn't take me long when Etch, um, my thoroughbred horse, hit the snow. I was like, oh yeah. When the crosswinds start whipping through the mountains, blow, almost blowing the hat off your head, it's like you feel it through the controller. The fishing is inc I've seen so many people who say they waste hours and hours and hours just fishing. Just putting crickets and worms on the bait and fishing. It's insane. But some people have gone as far to say that is it too real? Has Rockstar blurred the line between video games and real life? I mean, that's kind of a loaded question. I think people say that more for the narrative. At the end of the day, you hit the power button on your console and the game is turned off and it's you're back in your real life. You're not going to go out and jump on a horse and grab a varmint rifle and go out and start trying to pick off neighborhood gophers. It's not that real. But the game is so very well done. The universe that Rockstar has created in New Hanover is just phenomenal. From the quaint little muddy Valentine to Strawberry, you know, a wooded town in the foothills of the mountains to Rhodes, which is kind of a, you know, a one street dirt-based town, very hillbilly-ish with, you know, that overlying story of the Greys versus the Braithwaites, all the way to Saint-Denis, you know, the giant kind of industrial-based town that represents, you know, the changing of America. And it's, you know, everything is so well done. The towns feel different. The people in the towns feel different to say that it is too real would almost be a compliment for the game i think if you went up to a rockstar employee and said man 
That new Hanover, that shit is way too real. They would probably say thank you because they have tried to cover as many loose ends as they can to make this game as immersive and real as possible. Every single random encounter you have, the voiceover is exceptionally done. The character models are exceptionally done. This is the game that every Rockstar employee has probably always wanted to make. This is the game that I wanted Grand Theft Auto V to be. Grand Theft Auto V, you could see the mold of Grand Theft Auto V in Red Dead Redemption 2. That story element, that, that each character having a story... You can see that they it took the things that worked in the immersion of Grand Theft Auto V and then they exponentially blew it out of the water for Red Dead 2. Every member of the Vanderland gang has a story and a past, some of which you learn, some of which you don't, some of which I'm still hoping reveals itself. I've, you know... I've drawn attached to certain characters and, and loathe other characters for people who are, were very emotionally invested in the original red dead redemption, the whole John Marston versus Arthur Morgan debate, which do you like better? You know, for the most part, Marston in this is, is, is base is treated like a bitch, <laughs> you know, for, for the most part, He's treated poorly, especially by Arthur. Does that make you think any less of Red Dead Redemption? There's a lot going, going on. I'm very intrigued to see where the Sadie storyline goes, if anywhere, after you rescue her you know, from the, the hut early on in the game, and then there's that mission later on. Again, I, I warned everyone earlier about spoilers. Warning again. But there's that mission where you're in roads and she helps you get away. Like it's, you know, I every single character, for the most part, you have some sort of feeling towards, whether it be positive or negative. The, they thought out so many different aspects of this game. The game is not without its issues. Now, I've been gushing about it for about 12 minutes now. It's not without his issues. Why? Because it's a Rockstar game. You know, everybody says, you know, when Bethesda puts out a new game, there's always the typical Bethesda bugs. Fallout 76, which released today, has the typical Bethesda bugs. They always do. But Rockstar is no different. The controls are very janky at times. Typical of every Rockstar game ever made since the switch to 3D. Grand Theft Auto 3 onward. Every Rockstar game has experienced the janky janks in the controls. Especially when you're sprinting. Sometimes you'll run yourself right off a cliff. Sometimes you'll run yourself into a lawman by mistake and get yourself into a little bit of hot water. It also applies to the horses. Sometimes you'll do something really dumb with your horse. You know, because of the mishandling of the controls. They do get, you do get used to them after a while. But it's a legacy Rockstar issue. Every Rockstar game's been like that. 
Um, the game does seem a little linear at times. Um, obviously, there's plenty, plenty, plenty of opportunity to branch off and do whatever. But from time to time, it does have a little bit of a linear, a linear feel. And the, and again, that's not in a bad way. Not in a bad way at all. Um, but it's one of those things, right? But I mean, like I said, a lot of those things again were prevalent in Grand Theft Auto Five, but the reason why they are minimized with Red Dead Redemption 2 is because I feel like they did a better job of immersing you in the world, a better job of making you feel attached to the characters. In in Grand Theft Auto Five, the only characters I felt any real attachment to were the three characters that I controlled. Whereas in Red Dead, I have opinions and connections with so many non-playable characters. I hate Micah. I hate Pearson. I'm intrigued by Sadie. I'm indifferent towards Marston currently. I think, I, I, you know, I like Dutch. Um, I'm interested to see if Karen plays a bigger role in the story. I want Miss Grimshaw to sit on a bag of tacks. Um, you know, I can't wait to put a bullet in Como Driscoll's head. Um, you know, there's so many... And again, I mean, it's it's a different thing to say now because I'm so many years removed from Grand Theft Auto V and I've been playing Red Dead as recently as the last 24 hours, but it, I couldn't name more than a couple non-playable characters from Grand Theft Auto V. And if I went back and played it now, I would be like, oh yeah, that's that guy. Eh, he dies and I'm not going to feel bad about it. There are a lot of NPCs that I will either jump for joy or possibly shed a tear should anything harmful happen to them. So when the story is more immersive and creates a greater sense of attachment, those little legacy rockstar issues, as I call them, are minimized. Sometimes the you know there is way too much going on with the controls. You get in a fight and you panic. L1 weapon wheel, use the right stick, hit R2 three times to get the right gun because you had the wrong gun. Oh, you forgot your bow on the horse. Um, like sometimes it, again, being someone who has diminished stick skills and someone who didn't have the greatest of stick skills to begin with, sometimes I get overwhelmed. But that doesn't, curb my enjoyment of the game because eventually I figure it out and eventually I complete whatever confrontational task I was trying to complete and then I move on to what's next which is more gripping parts of the story I am genuinely invested to see what is going to happen to the rest of the story. Are the Pinkertons going to find me? Are the bounty hunters going to get me? Are we going to end up finding a safe place? Are we going to get away? Um, there are so many different thoughts and feelings that I have. And that really is what creating a AAA role-playing game is all about. It's letting that person who is playing 
escape the reality that they're in and insert themselves into the reality that they are playing. And I feel like I'm like Arthur Morgan's biographer. Like just following him around with a notebook, writing down all of his exploits. Um, I have dabbled a little bit in the first person as well. Um, I put a poll out on Twitter a few days ago asking what mode people were playing in most, first, third, or a combination. There are 75% of people responded they exclusively play in third person. Um, I do some first person activities, especially when you're looting a house or a confined area, a campsite, for example. I like to put it in first person, hit the eagle eye, see what's glowing. Um, and I feel like that's a little easier for me to navigate some of those situations. But I do like the fact that they do have the first person um, ability, considering, again, um, you know, where Skyrim is my favorite game of all time, being a first-person game. Um, Witcher up there being a third-person game. So I feel like the game was designed to be played in third-person, and first-person was something that, that they added in. But it's a nice touch. And I mean, so I mean... Overall, my experience with Red Dead so far has been phenomenal. Um, I am not quite ready to say whether I think it's game of the year. It's definitely game of the year material. I think everybody knows that at this point. I think it joins a very crowded field of game of the year contenders. Spider-Man, God of War. Um, those are the first two that come to mind. I know there's more. I'm drawing a blank at the moment. But there are so many good games. Assassin's Creed was very good. A lot of people hold that in high regard. Celeste was very good as well. A lot of really strong contenders for game of the year. Red Dead's right up there. Um, it's a phenomenal game. I, I look forward to playing more of it and seeing where the game goes from here. And that's the, that's the other thing. Is we're still awaiting the online portion. Now, I was never, ever a fan of Grand Theft Auto Online. I, I didn't play it. I, move, I had moved on. I had no interest in it. I am very excited to see what Red Dead Online is going to look like. Um, I'm excited to jump in and play it with some of my friends. Um, I haven't looked into it. Someone could maybe let me know if they do plan on having private instances or private servers where you can just play with certain people. I don't know if that's going to be the case or not, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think it's going to be amazing. Um, I'm really excited, not on a personal level, but I'm really excited eventually sometime in 2020 after we have a PC version of this game. I'm excited to see what the role play community is going to do with red dead. Um, Obviously, the role play community in, you know, in, in terms of streaming and Twitch and content, 
really, really blew up with um, Grand Theft Auto roleplay. Grand Theft Auto roleplay still pulls in um, tons and tons and tons of viewers every day. Uh, and I, like I said, I'm really, really excited to see once they're able to kind of mod, um, you know, again, again, we're talking two years from now, but once they're able to mod the game for PC and be able to, to do that kind of stuff, I think that's going to be amazing. I'm really looking forward to seeing some of my favorite um, role play content creators like FinCone, Classy Packs. Proxy. I really, 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 really hope that a Red Dead RP community would get Sheriff Eli back in to role play. Could you imagine for a minute Sheriff Eli as as a late nineteenth century um, sheriff? I mean, that would be hilarious, right? Like, it would be amazing. Um, so, I mean. The, you know, this game's going to be around for a long time. Once online comes out, uh, I don't think Rockstar has announced any DLC plans as of yet. Um, are we going to see something zombies, undead related like we did with the original Red Dead? Um, possibly. Um, I think that would be kind of cool. I'll be interested to see how they continue to add content to the game outside of the online. But I think the online is going to be a fun experience. I'm excited to jump in and try it. Those are not typically experiences that I roll into. I'm not a big online massive multiplayer kind of person. I dabble in the odd battle royale game, but like in terms of like a giant 32 or 64 person online lobby, that's not really my jam. Um, I'm, but I'm, I'm looking forward to giving it a, sh a shot, a fair college try because right now this game for me is so good that I just want to find more ways to play it. I can't wait to play it again. And I mean, that's ultimately what video games are about. It, it, it's that gripping, making you want to come back to it. Um, what do you guys think of Red Dead Redemption 2? Um, do you guys have the same glowing positive experience that I have? Do you guys maybe have an experience that's a little different? I haven't seen many, many detractors, to be honest. Um, I've seen some few nitpicky negative things, some of which I've mentioned on this podcast, but I haven't really seen many extremely negative um, reviews or feedback. I feel like it's been a game that has been well worth the, what is it, eight, nine-year wait that we had to go through to get this game. Uh, I think it's an amazing production that Rockstar has put forward and one that if you have not played it or if you're waiting for a Black Friday or a Christmas sale, um, I definitely think you're going to enjoy it and definitely will not be disappointed um, by what you get from Red Dead 2. Um, but let me know what your opinions. Hit me on Twitter, at SnaggleJ. Um, I, I always look forward to your guys' feedback. Uh, and also, if you ever have any questions for upcoming episodes, let me know. Um, hit me on the Twitter, at SnaggleJ, and we'll do what we can to get your questions answered on a future episode of the stream. Uh, but that is going to do it for this episode of the Virtual Escape Podcast. I appreciate you guys listening and subscribing on whatever platform you do. So choose, whether it be at anchor.fm slash virtual escape, 
or whether it be on iOS or Android or any of the 17 million podcast-catching apps that exist. I appreciate your subscription. I appreciate your dedication in listening to the podcast every week. As always, guys, you can find me all around the internet on Twitch, on YouTube, on Facebook, and on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Everywhere. Just go type in something slash Snaggle J. Chances are you're going to get to me. Um, appreciate you guys coming by for this week's episode of the show. And until next time, peace.